It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. Okay, these three actors, singularly, I am fan, I'm a fan of. I like one more than the rest. Who? Actually, no, that's not true. Every time I think I like one more than the rest, I remember something else about another one. I'm like, oh, no, I like that one now a little bit more. Like, oh, no, I like Mm -hmm. that one now a little bit more. But honestly, the truth is, I love Matthew Lillard. Why? He's just, he's just want to, just want to be his friend, right? And it's like I, I miss him. Hang out with him. I mean, you've commented. He's still doing stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, but like he, he was gone for a little while, right? He had to go he, be a daddy. Is that what it was? I don't know. Okay, I could imagine. I think it makes sense, right? Because the, the last thing I remember him from was him being Shaggy in Scooby Doo Two, and then after that, I hadn't seen him in a long time. And maybe yeah, he was doing small things. He's in what Good Girls, Something right? Something like that, yeah. On Netflix, yeah. But I remember him from. 13 ghosts he's from scream he's shaggy he's in hackers and he just has a likable face matthew lillard and hackers is prime matthew lillard i will say so good with that like crazy early 2000s haircut what other what else was he in that i was surprised to see him and he had like short hair something recently no it would have to be like early 2000s matthew lillard yeah dax shepherd i i've never forgotten about him because like he has his extremely popular armchair expert podcast Married to Kristen Bell, yes, which is funny because he's always playing like a douchebag in movies, but is just a great, wholesome, intellectual guy. Well, I also think it's really funny. He plays like a really confident, like kind of guy, kind of like a con man sort of dude in most yeah. of his roles. But then, like, if you listen to Armchair Expert, you realize, like, oh no, this guy's like has really fucked up. Like, this dude's like got yeah major anxiety and problems. He has his things, which is why he's successful. He's like self aware. And he's still a goofball. He's pretty goofy. And then there's Seth Green, who is always casted as like the loser kind of dork sometimes, except if he's like Dr. Evil's son. Uh, well, he was still a dork in that one. Yeah, still but, a dork. Uh, the only one that he wasn't a dork on was, what was the movie we did with Nick Lowe? Not, okay, no, 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 no not we, that one. What's the one with like the kids in high school? Oh, uh, can't. Hardly wait. Can't hardly wait. He wasn't that. Yeah, and he but he was also a loser than that. I don't think he was a loser. I think he was an outcast. He was a wannabe in that one. Remember? Yes, yeah. He was. He was trying to be like a. He was a wankster. Was what he was. Which is that's cool. We nah, grew up in Benicia, dude. bro. Those were the coolest. He's guys. never just been like a bad boy, but like given his five three well, stature. I was gonna say you can't you can't be a bad boy and but at need the a same time <laughs> need a booster seat and then stay in the car seat. Uh, he is also the guy behind Robot Chicken. And he does the voice of uh, Chris, Chris Griffin. Love it. Love it. And so he's always been around, like probably not in front of the camera, but he's just been working this entire time. He does a lot, a lot, a lot, yeah, a lot. Dude. A lot. Let's hop into the movie because uh, I'm excited. I will say when you see the cover of this movie, they make them all look like they're the same height. So good for Seth Green. Yeah. He's just standing on an anthill. <laughs> I mean, it's movie magic, baby. Yeah. Uh, welcome, 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 baddies. Hey, welcome to another episode of ICBTB Podcast, also known as... It Cannot Be That Bad Plodcast. Plodcast. That's the new word we're going with now and deal with it, mofos. Uh, this is a bad movie podcast. And if you're new here, welcome. If you're returning. Welcome back. Um, and, and if you left us, fuck you. Yeah. What's wrong with you? While you're at it, uh, rate us five stars on all of your podcatchers. That's Apple Podcasts. That's Spotify now. And subscribe to us on YouTube because we got video if you want to see how handsome we are. Um, of the three individuals in this movie, Matthew who do you Lillard. think you are? You're Matthew Lillard? Uh, no. Okay. Actually, honestly, I don't know. We do this a lot with every movie. We try to figure out who we are. I don't really think any. I think 
I don't think any one of these guys is us. I think there's portions. Blends. Yeah, we're at least two of these men. Before Karen, you were more so of a Tom, and who's a uh, Dax Shepard. Yes. And after Karen, during Karen, you are uh, Matthew Lillard. BK and AK? Yes, BK and AK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, those time periods. Burger King and Kalishnikov. <laughs> I am, I think, always leaning towards Seth Green. In this movie. For sure. Right? I'm the asthma kid. But you get some sprinkles of Matthew Lillard in there. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm the guy that's closest to marriage and like I... You got a job and stuff like that. All that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Love surfing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love surfing. I played Shaggy once in in, in a movie and its sequel. Can you... Can I just... Let's get it out of the way. What? Can you do your best Shaggy impression? Hey, guys. That sounded like... Hey, Scoop. Scoop. Okay, the second one was better. The first one sounded like the fish that's always on the beach in Spongebob. <laughs> oh, <laughs> totally. Totally, dude. Um, me and my cousin Jeff have decided that we we're going to try and get really good at one impression, and I would like to invite you onto this soiree with us. Thank you, because I think I've said this to you before, I can never be a jack-of-all-trades. I'm constantly maybe a six-of-diamonds. And so that's why I'm that's saying <laughs> we just find one that's a good one, and yeah. I realize that Job of the Hut's not as good. You can't really break that out at every party. But, like, you know, if you have, like, a really good Bill Cosby or, like, a really good... You R. Know, Kelly. Really well, good. <laughs> that's not. I mean, I just, a really good Jared from Subway. I'm just, I'm really, just saying the Bill Cosby impressions. Like, uh, like everyone knows you're doing a Bill Cosby impression. Okay, I right? thought we but, were playing the game of no, like, no, people no, canceled in no, like no. Hollywood. That was just the first one I thought. I just couldn't <laughs> think of any other good. In my, uh, Richard Nixon. Then, <laughs> fuck. George Washington. I don't know anybody who does a George Washington impression. I got wooden teeth and slaves. He had teeth made out of human teeth. I'm on a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> not when he was alive. I'm on a quarter. He would have actually hated that. Uh, probably. Yeah. He'd be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, dude? he didn't. He would not have wanted his face on there. But you know what? What? Fuck him. Yeah. Uh, we watched Without a Paddle. Without a Paddle. You want to take a sip? Yeah, I was going to do that. That's Go why ahead. I didn't. Uh, Go ahead. Melissa was asking me where the term <laughs> without a paddle came from. She was saying, like, are they literally? Yeah, are they literally without a paddle in this? But they uh, had. They lost all of their paddles at one point. But th- it's not like they lost their paddles and still had their canoe. Yeah. The. No, you're right. You're is right. this whole movie just based on that one little phrase, up the creek without a paddle? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, because you get it. It makes sense. It makes sense. I think it's just a fun movie. I think it's a fun, you know. Buddy comedy. Yep. Gets gets the job done. I still thought it was funny years after it's come out. It's the whole gimmick of like stuck in the wilderness and what can go wrong. What would three pals do yeah, on the last time out ever? Three pals, one dead best friend. I didn't want to punch myself straight in the dick, though, because before they start the trip, they're like, we're all almost 30. Yeah. And it's like, oh, fuck. That's we're us. all almost 30. We should go on a trip like I'm that. I'm 100% down. Okay. Um, we watch Without a Paddle. It is rated Paga the 10. Oh, let me teach you some English. <laughs> PG-13. PG-13, there sorry. Released in the year... 2004 and has a runtime of one hour 39 minutes or 99 minutes perfect right comedy rhyme time nice uh it has a rating of 5.8 on imdb a 14 percent on rotten tomatoes and a 29 percent from tv guide tv guide still still throwing in their numbers trying they to survive a, they have a website they're like well after we got off channel 11 and we you know you can stream i don't even think they sell the books anymore i'm surprised they shouldn't waste their money on publishing those well paper paper books are going away you're right so the Google users. Yeah, what about them? Do you want to guess them? Uh, I'm going to say 
Seventy-nine percent. Seventy-nine. You were close. You were you were in the vicinity. You know what surprises me about this and why I brought this for us to watch is because for like a while, maybe the past week, it's been on the top. Like it was the the third most popular movie on Netflix. It's a funny movie. It's a good return to classic form, if you will. Yeah, yeah. It's like a like I said, a dumb buddy comedy, easily digestible, very formulaic, but fun. And people that you recognize. It's butt fun. Yes. Um. Um. Butt fun. It's butt fun. What's butt fun? You know. I don't... What are you talking it's about? It's cool, Anal? but fun. Anal. Oh, okay. Just continue. Just continue. <laughs> and I have the mind of a 12-year-old. Stop! Um, Synapses are coming at you. Right at you. After their friend Billy dies, Tom, Jerry, and Dan go on a camping trip to honor his memory. The campsite, however has special significance. Billy believed famous airplane hijacker D.B. Cooper hid money in this area, and his friends aimed to find it. Unfortunately, they are not prepared for the adventure. After falling over a waterfall, they're left to the mercy of wild animals and harsh wilderness terrain. This movie was directed by Stephen Brill. Okay. Does that Is ring it? a bell to you? Not at all. He directed a couple extra films. I think these films will ring a bell to you. Let's hear he it. He directed a movie called Mr. Deeds. I know it. Uh, I'm sorry, no, he appeared in Mr. Deeds. He Way appeared, off. <laughs> he appeared in Wedding Singer. So these are his appearances and not and his... also the Mighty Ducks. No, he did this direct changed. Mr. Deeds. He did direct Mr. Deeds. Okay. And he helped co-write Little Nicky. Nice. Okay. I remember doing that two and a half years ago. Um, but this movie is based on a story by a gentleman named Harris Goldberg. He wrote a movie called The Master of Disguise. Oh, and also do the Bigelow male gigolo. Nice. Watched that recently. Still like it. Still really You're like it. You're a big, uh, what's his name fan? Adam Rob Sandler Schneider friend. Fan. Yes. Adam Sandler's friend. Adam Sandler's fan. Give him more credit than that. Say his full name. Uh, you can do it, guy. Yeah. Had a budget of $19 million. Uh huh. Let's see. It made, I'm going to say it was like a relative success. I'm going to say it made at least $60 million. Made $73 million. Nice. I would say And I think that's good. probably why it's still number three on Netflix is because people went to see it. People enjoyed it. I watched this movie a million times. Like me and my brother really liked this movie. And then when it was on HBO or whatever, yeah, we'd always throw that bitch on. Would you consider this a stoner comedy? No. No. I do consider it a buddy comedy though. Buddy comedy that stoners well, would watch. I guess watch. they do have a little bit of weed content. They get a little bit high. I was gonna say, but like nobody really smokes except for the sheriff at the very end. Spoilers. But it's like what? That's not even. A, then, it's not weed, was it? I, I think it was a joint. It's crazy, like how they. You can see that this is dated with how they're like posing weed. Like this, this is the biggest like drug bust in the past. That 10 is hella years. funny. Yeah, and they're in like Northern California, Oregon area, where yeah. I'm pretty sure even in 2004, nobody really gave a fuck. And what I'm tripping about is, so it's the whole typical thing of the flares went off and like the uh, the weeds. The weed field set on fire they and everyone have, gets high. Must have been so dry. Yeah, you so know what I mean? dry. Like their plants must have been on the verge of death already. Also, if you're sure. running for your life, I'm not laughing. I'm paranoid. I'm more paranoid. You're getting that side of the weed. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. No, but I do think, um, or at least I have heard that, like when uh, DEA agents have to like burn fields of weed and stuff like that, mm -hmm. they all get a little baked. I make that makes sense. Yeah. But also, I wouldn't say they would probably be laughing because. They're fine. They're not getting in trouble. They're just burning weed and they're getting a little bit high off it. But if someone eats some ice cream, dude, if, if, if Ethan Suplee's running at me with a shotgun, you I'm love Ethan. 
Shout out to Ethan Supreme. You might, okay, first of all, you got to tell people who he is because most people like myself don't know his name, but know mm. who he is. Ethan Supreme is the big bully from Boy Meets World. Yes, he's also appeared in some of the Clerks movies, Mallrats. Yes, he's the guy that just stares at a painting for super long in Mallrats. He's the bigger guy that doesn't talk that much in The Wolf of Wall Street. He, yeah, with a mustache. Yeah, with a mustache. Uh, he's also in that Channing Tatum dog movie. Oh, is he? Yes. Okay, I'm not surprised. And he has his own podcast called American Glutton because that guy has made a crazy transformation. Used to be a huge drug addict. Used to be extremely obese. Now this guy is a tank. And He his, looks like Triple H. He is Triple H without hair. Yeah, well, Triple H doesn't have hair. Now? Anymore? Triple H has been bald for a while, bro. Really? Ever since he made the transition to the front office. He doesn't have the mop mop hair anymore? Bro, you got to get back on. I've been actually watching a lot of wrestling recently. Really? Yeah. You interest me, man. Well, because The Undertaker retired. And you were like, I got to get back into wrestling well, after Undertaker just, retires. No, I just started to say Cody Rhodes just came back to WWE, and so uh, I just want to see. I like Ethan the Supley, imagine if like he was legacies. in the WWE. He'd be Triple H. He could throw. You're right. He's just. We back. just. I just went over that. We you're just right. covered that. I just repeated. Um. It. So the movie starts with a great montage of the kids growing up. Home video style. I, and I love that they're like making their own Indiana Jones film and they're doing the jump off of the. And it's a multicam home video because they're getting different angles. Well, you know. If I had both of my parents just like wielding cameras and just like doing a multicam for me. You know, we'd be not sitting in Benicia. We'd be famous as fuck. Um, or a doctor or a surfer or um, out of... Uh, selling Harleys. Uh, but not really being major debt. So he says, yeah. Um, so their friend... Billy. Billy dies. Yeah. Quick. Get, it just like was crazy. We don't even see Billy. He actually doesn't have any lines at all. He says one thing. It's so... Oh, after right that montage, he leaves in the car. Yeah. So like it fast forwards from like them being kids... Uh, to them graduating high school, he's leaving the car. They give Billy his Indiana Jones compass if he ever gets lost, right? And he's just like, he's going to go off and do great things. And then one of them says, we all are. Ten years later, uh, Billy, Billy's dead. Dun, dun, dun. I forgot about that. Do you know who Billy is? No, who? Um, you Do you know his name in real life, Aaron Starr? I know a Martin Starr. Who's Aaron Starr? I think it's Aaron. That might actually be somebody we went to high school with. Aaron Star. Aaron Star is a guy. Yeah, in high school, he was just like a rock star. Who is this guy that Starr. you're talking about? Anthony Star. I was like, you're so confident with well, can like. You edit him? <laughs> nah, we'll keep it in. You bitch, Anthony Star. Okay, what about him? Uh, you know him from his most recent role as Homelander in The Boys. Shut up! No! No! He deserves to die. He deserves to die in this movie and any movie that he cameos in. Really? That's Homelander. That's Homelander. No! Really? Yes. That's insane. Yes, sir. I'm sorry I'm screaming for the listeners out there, but like, dude, that blows my mind because I'm so emotionally invested in that show and he's like one of the best antagonists out there. When I first watched The Boys, I could not figure out who he was. Uh, and then I was watching that like Australian sketch show that's on netflix big mama's house or some shit yeah, like that. He but has, not big mama's house yeah, big mama's house is that eddie murphy movie yeah it's like big uh, shrimp on the bobby house or it's something like, like that donna's big playhouse yeah something right? like that yeah okay go ahead um he has a small role in one of the episodes really? there and there he doesn't have his blonde hair and he's not wearing the muscle suit and i was like this guy looks really familiar so i looked him up and i'm pretty sure this is his first actual credit incredible uh he's only in the first like 10 minutes that's it just like very not small. even Dude, and it's like, I knew I recognized those lips, those small, thin turtle lips. It's the chin. It's also the weird chin. Great actor, 
really did the job of playing a villain that makes me want to punch him in the fucking face. Australian man. So, oh, he's Australian. Um, that's incredible. The fact that you were able to recognize him somewhat and that you did the research and found that out. Not off the bat, but coming back to when I rewatched it this time, I was like, oh, fuck, that is Anthony Sitar. When was the last time you watched this? Oh, it's been a long time. Like, really? But when I did watch it, I watched it a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not judging, dude. It's a good movie. I'm the one that brought it up. Um, when they're at the funeral, one of my favorite gags right off the top yeah. is when uh, D- Dan, no. Tom. Tom shows up on his Harley. Zach Shepard, yeah. Everybody's like looking at him except for. The, his two best friends. Yeah, because they know in- exactly who it is. That's something I think would be like. That's something I could see myself doing. Showing up to a funeral right on no, top no, of someone's no. grave on a Harley. Okay, maybe not that. <laughs> but showing up and everybody being like, "What's going on?" And you and like Otis just being like, "Fuck, dude, it's, it's Alex. Alex. It's Alex. Of course, it's Alex." Hey, is this uh, Billy's funeral? Or is that like, is that his carcass there? I yeah. think he uses the word carcass. He's like Tom, 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 and he just turns around. And he's like, "Hey, uh, um, no, no, no!" They're yelling. Uh, he's yelling for like. He's like Dan. Is that, is Dan, that Jerry? Is that Dan, Dan? Jerry. Tom, yeah, it's so embarrassing, dude. They do. If we had a group of four and one of our four died, I would hope we have a night to just like drink whiskey in our old treehouse and like go, you know. I wish I had a treehouse. Oh yeah, me too. Is that a white person thing? I think it's a backyard with trees thing. Not many backyards with trees. You're right. Yeah, and the trees that are in backyards <laughs> here are like not trees you could build a treehouse in. If this movie was made today, they would have a black guy in that group. Right, it would be a little more diverse. This entire movie. It would be. Uh, it would be the guy from New Girl. Oh, Winston or Coach? The Winston. Wayans? Winston. Winston. I could see that. And then if they had a black guy in the group, they would never get into this trouble because the black guy would be like, "Hey, yo, we're not going in the woods." Wow. <laughs> what? I know a lot of black guys who like camping, but that's a funny joke still. <laughs> um, so they decide that after finding the map and realizing that prior to his death, Billy had rummaged through the stuff. Yeah. Had set up this whole. Meet and greet. Because his Indiana Jones compass that they'd given him uh, after their high school graduation was in that chest. And also the map with the complete plan on how to get to DB's. Very, very, um, in uh, very detailed. First of all, we like find out that this guy's adventurous as hell. He's parasailing. He died parasailing in Costa Rica. Yeah, and he's like climbed Mount Everest. He has a picture with Bill Clinton. That was really. That's also really super funny. funny. Uh, there's a woman at his funeral who's humping his casket. Yeah. Which, and th- if you wouldn't mind paying a woman to do that at my funeral, I would do that. I'd pay multiple women. Oh, Please. Alex. Please. Alejandro. And have one of them be like, James. And they'd be like, oh yeah, she she got a fake name. She got a fake name. That's that's so Alex. Um, so they are on the hunt for D.B. Cooper's treasure. And you yeah. had mentioned that you don't know who D.B. Cooper is. No, no recollection. They mentioned it briefly. They kind of just explained it a little bit. But D.B. Cooper is one of, I think, only five successful airplane hijackings that's ever happened in America. Insane. Um, I bet you can think of another one. Um, uh, but this one <laughs> happened in... Uh, no, I can't. I, I can't. <laughs> I, I want to say it happened in the late 60s, maybe early 70s, like 68, 69 kind of era. Okay. This man gets on an airplane, has a briefcase on his lap. Uh-huh. Uh, as the stewardess is coming down, he hands the stewardess a note. She thinks it's just some dude like giving him her number or, what, or giving her his number or whatever yep. like that. So she turns it, she puts it in her pocket and starts walking away. And he goes, excuse me, miss, I think you need to read that note. And she picks a note out, she opens it. The note says, I have a bomb. <gasps> Tell the captain. And she goes and tells the captain. And he has the plane land, has everybody leave except for the pilot and the stewardess. Uh-huh. He has $200,000 brought onto the plane plus fuel and two parachutes. 
They get onto the plane. He has them fly up to about fifteen thousand feet. He opens up the back door, straps two hundred thousand or the two hundred thousand dollars to his chest, jumps out, and is never seen Where again. Where did he get the money? He he was holding, he just had it. No, he was he hijacked the plane. Was holding the plane ransom. Oh oh, that's he, where he got the money. Okay. He hijacked the plane and was like, "Look, I'm gonna blow up this plane, or or." You give me two hundred thousand dollars, two parachutes. Give me two hundred thousand. Okay, yeah. so I heard that wrong. I thought he just got onto the plane with two hundred thousand dollars. Cool, right? It's just like no. The briefcase was full of a bomb. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. Um, and uh, so there's so generally people think that they've never found them. The FBI like actually just recently closed the case. I want to say in like two thousand sixteen, uh-huh. officially said that they were no longer looking for DB Cooper. Um, there's been like documentaries on Netflix. I think one just last year came out where they're trying to find DB and all that shit. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure he died. If he didn't die on impact, he probably died of hypothermia. Something. Um, the money's probably long, long gone. That being said, though, like five thousand dollars, a little over five thousand dollars of those marked bills were found, uh, and and nice, like the nineties or something like that. This mom and her son who were camping found it, and they turned it in. And once they turned it in, they ran the serial numbers and they figured out that this was part of the money. Wow. So, it's it's one of those things. It's confirmed that he had landed in this area and probably died there. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, I mean, who knows? We never. I'd like to think DB Cooper landed and ran off and is living his life. And watch this movie. It was just like oh, these fucking schmucks. Yeah, yeah. They don't even know. <laughs> I wish Burt Reynolds was my friend. <laughs> I wish I had a partner in this. Uh, yeah, that would have actually helped him quite a bit. Speaking um, of which, Burt Reynolds in this movie, incredible acting for something that he shot in twenty minutes. Uh, everybody's doing really good acting. Yeah, I mean, it's all good acting, but like when you have that kind of like uh, a tonality in your voice. When his character comes back at the end, yeah, I don't think that's Burt Reynolds. Why? I think that's a man in a Burt Reynolds mask. That is. It did not look like him. That it is Burt Reynolds weird. with it bad looked, makeup. It looked weird. It, the the beard wasn't quite wrong, right? Like it just looked kind of weird to me. I mean, he's just a weird looking. If I saw a guy that looked like that, I'm gonna be like, "Oh, you went through some shit." Also, Burt Reynolds with the beard, too much hair. Burt Reynolds with the mustache, perfect. Oh uh, yeah, he has already enough hair yeah. on his eyebrows and with his mustache. The that's beard enough. was a bit too much. The Gandalf beard was a bit too. He's much. He's already pushing it with hair. Yeah, <laughs> with regular hair. Well, I mean, he's a good looking man. Rest in peace. All these people weirdly good looking. Seth Green. Makes up for his height with his extremely long eyelashes. Oh, interesting. Sorry, I'm just like, I guess I'm just observing these men in different ways than you are. Well, I've honestly never noticed a man's eyelashes. I don't actually notice anybody's eyelashes. Really? Yeah. Me? Not something I clock. I don't know. Melissa just talks to me a lot about eyelashes. She was she was a lash lady for a little bit, so it makes sense that I'm looking at people's lashes. Even when I think of lashes, lashes, I think of like lashings when like a pirate does a bad thing. They're like, 40 lashes, time to the main post. That's like uh, that one scene from, uh, not scene, but that one part from SpongeBob where uh, Mr. Krabs says he'll punish them with, with 40, 40 lashes. lashes. And then Patrick Blink. has long ass lashes. Uh, I thought you were going to talk about that scene in Passions of the Christ. Oh, my parents' favorite movie. Yeah, carnitas. Ah, carnitas? Yeah, they when they're whipping him, they're throwing carnitas out. That's how they got it to look like it was ripping bits of flesh off of Jesus's back. I Jim hate Caviezel that. I don't want to get carnitas twice during anymore. the filming of that movie. I don't want to get carnitas anymore after well, that. You know what? Well, still let's tastes back, good. Let's get back to the movie. Uh, so they go on this trip. Immediately, the trip goes south because they think it's going to be just like a fun camping trip. They lose the map. Mm-hmm. They get stuck in the white water rapids. They they, destroy- the way they lose the map, real quick. I want to break down when they first get to like this country town where the river that they begin on is because Dax Shepard has some of the best lines. He when they first <laughs> arrive there, he says, "Oh, we're at the corner of Bumfuck and you got a purdy mouth." 
which is, which is such a funny line. And I don't know if it's improvised, but if it's written, like, applause to whoever came up with that. I think it's a reference to Deliverance, the Burt Reynolds movie where him and his friends go into the mountains. What, do they say something like that, too? One of the guys, one of the towns that they go into says, you got a birdie mouth. You got a birdie mouth. Yeah, I'm pretty oh, sure it's a reference shit. to Deliverance. I also think it's interesting that they're going on this big trip and packed nothing with them. Nothing. We're, like, prepared to just, like, yeah, we're going to buy thousands of dollars of gear when we get there. Some food. Just, like, a, a, some food is... They All packed the nothing. Is. They just like brought their clothes. Because if we packed our shit of gear just to like remotely record a podcast in the woods and a bear well, ate well. it, I'm fighting that bear. <laughs> it's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of things that have to go right for that to happen. <laughs> we would need a generator. We would need, you know, it's, <laughs> right, right. it's a lot. It's a lot. But um, to at least bring like a lighter. Yeah, well, they didn't even have a wait. They didn't know they, they had matches. Also, they were at a sporting goods store. Why not buy Flint? They that's they, just as impressive as using a rock, Seth Green. They've never gone camping. He's just a doctor. As, He's a doctor. Uh, well, hang on. That's not that they haven't gone camping. Dax Shepard was a uh, whitewater rapids instructor in Northern California. Oh. You mean Raging Waters? Uh, I think that's kind of what he's referencing, honestly. It's so funny that he just... He's a pathological liar. Also, I do like the line of, uh, like, have you guys ever been camping? And he's like, no, but I ate a brownie once. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, you're that wild. Dude. It's that... It's Well, I thought it was like he ate a brownie, like, brownie as a... A brownie? Like, a Girl Scout. What? Like, he ate out a girl... Oh, a Girl Scout? Like, like, are you good at camping? He's like, no, but I ate out a Girl Scout once. It's like... I've never gotten that reference. I thought he was just saying, I'm wild out of weed brownie before. No. I don't know. I think it's a double entendre. These writers are intelligent. I think man. I think it's like I think that's what it is, yeah. When the sheriff comes and is like talking to them, I like how he says, like, who are you guys? And Dax Shepard immediately says, Oh, we're UPS, and you look like someone that's just ordered a new pair of teeth. Cause this sheriff has fucked up teeth. He has like the gap in the middle of his teeth, but over here. Over there. So like not even the gap that like Victoria's Secret models want. Or my gap. <laughs> or your gap. Or like yeah, not the Mick Jagger gap, right? Wait, Mick Jagger has a gap, right? No, Mick Jagger has big lips. Mick Jagger's daughter has a gap, I believe. Liv Tyler? Mick Jagger. Oh, Aerosmith. <laughs> Steven Tyler's daughter. Steven Tyler. <laughs> That's a funny level seven joke, That's though. pretty funny. That's a good they one. look very much yeah, alike, though. Yeah, That's yeah. good. They both look like somebody's grandma who just had a divorce. Who did a lot of drugs um, in the past. Yeah, the sheriff immediately gives off bad vibes. Yeah, he gives I, off racist vibes. I almost never trust a sheriff in a small town. Yeah. If the sheriff is discriminating the white people, do not be a brown person in that town. Oh, yeah. If the sheriff is like mad because they're Italian. Yeah. Me and you aren't getting very far. No. The only person I trust in this film is the Native American. The one who's like, I'm not getting my boat back, am I? Renting, the guy who's renting out his canoe, yeah. And then uh, Matthew Lillard's like, we christened this in uh, the name of Billy or whatever the group name was and breaks it. And then the Native American's like, thank you for breaking glass for my children play. <laughs> Because he's right. If his, children, if his children play in that water, and they're just like, oh, fuck, there's broken glass in here. <laughs> Isn't that so funny? This movie has some great fucking lines. Like, really, it's when they do get lost out in the woods, the first, like, bear interaction that they have. <laughs> you can't miss it. Which I'm surprised they don't know the idiom of when it comes to bears, which I've said it in the past, and I'll say it again. Brown get down, black attack, white good night. I've never actually. I thought you were gonna tell me the entire joke of like, you. I don't have to run faster than the bear. I just have to run faster than you. No, no, no. If it's a brown bear, you get down and just 
hope your backpack's thick enough that it won't get tired of ripping through that and then start ripping through your guts. Oh, I'm dead. If it's a black bear, you got to run towards it because black bears are really skittish. Aww. Uh, and if it's a white bear, a polar bear, you're fucked. That thing's going to kill you. Unless you have a Coca-Cola. No, it'll kill you, then drink your Coca-Cola. <laughs> it'll kill you, then give that Coca-Cola to its baby polar bear, which is just watching. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Smoking a cigarette. That's how they're going to survive uh, climate change, is like Coca-Colas from their victims. You know what? We'll just give them all diabetes. <laughs> oh, that's how we're going to kill them off. You can't die from global warming if you're already dead from diabetes. You're right. The worst, I mean, they're going to survive if they discover Diet Coke. Well, you know what? Or Coke Zero. Then we won't need to stuff them when they get to museums. They're already full of formaldehyde. Oh, you're right. We're on to something, buddy. Fuck the polar bears. Um, but yeah, so that polar bear takes a real quick liking to Seth Green. Yeah, the grizzly. Or, I'm sorry, grizzly bear. It's like the polar bears in this movie. It's actually a, a. It's supposed to be a grizzly bear, but in that area that they're at, there's actually only black bears there. But whatever. Um, yeah, we're not gonna break down that. I'm not a bear doctor. Beartologist. Bear bear model. Bearology. Bearology. No, yeah. what is. I, I'm fascinated that this is actually sparking enough inspiration for you to actually research what a bear doctor is. Because I know what the, like, the, like, because you know, like, for birds, it's, uh, um, what is it? We're like half smart people because well, we know that these people exist. Our brain is so mush <laughs> after the trip from LA. Like, it is. It's fine, dude. Are you going to find it? I got it. I got it right here. Okay. Read it. Internet's slow. Okay. The study of bears is called. God damn it. I thought you got it right there. It is. Oh, it's so slow. It's like, uh, you know, like the study of bugs is... Etymology. No, that's the study of words. Really? Etymology is like where words come from. I'm upset. Wait, okay, we'll talk about it later. The grizzly bear goes and takes Seth Green, which I completely forget about because he's like in the fetal position. He's because like, he, he thinks that's he what thinks gonna save this him. baby. Yeah. Takes him and he tries to feed him a carcass later. Like a dead bunny. It's like, take a bite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do love that they're watching. The bear can definitely smell them that they're there. And hear them because those are loud whispers. <laughs> take a bite. Take a bite. Wow. She really likes you. Take a <laughs> bite. And he actually has to bite this dead bunny. Apparently this bear um, is the smartest bear ever. Yep. Because when we find the cell phone later that the bear eats, the bear has changed the background on the phone to a <laughs> selfie. A selfie before selfies were common. Well, that phone didn't even have a front-facing camera. No, meaning that like you had to turn the flip phone around bear. and really have good... Smart bear, dude. Also, not a CGI it's bear. Yogi Bear. Yeah, Yogi Bear without the hat. I did read on uh, in one of my studies that when that bear was on set, they had to tell the women, if it's uh, your time of the month, don't go close to the bear. Oh, it's because smell the blood? Apparently, bears get really fucked and mean when, it's, when they know you're bleeding. Ooh, bears are horrible they're, men. They're fucked up animals. But that's a female bear. Would the female bear just like link with its... Uh, they're like, the hey, free- sis, I get it. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm going through it too. It's my month too. Bears, do bears get... I'm not going to ask. I'm not, not gonna- a, I'm not a bear studier, which I'm honestly so fucking mad that my computer is frozen right now. Let's just change this podcast to two stupid guys. <laughs> Isn't that already what it is? I think so. I think our listeners probably know that about us. I'm so upset. It's okay. We'll eventually get that word. Because it's right there. It's so close. 
I see it the on your screen. The fact that I can't click on it is a fucking upsetting. Hey, listeners, if you guys know what the study, what a, we'll what edit, a bear we'll doctor edit is. it back in. Yeah, you got it. Because you know I'm not going to figure it out until the end of the You're episode. Right. So what happens after that? So, so after the bear is when they lose all their stuff and they're running. That's when we, they meet Ethan Supley and um, Fat Undertaker. That Fat Stone Cold Steve Austin is what I was thinking. Mm. The fact that we're thinking well, wrestling. very tall. Yeah. Yeah. But like oh, we see I them in the canoe. the big show. That's basically yeah. That's who we've just described. Fat Stone Cold slash Undertaker is Big Show. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so we see both of them. I don't know how that boat is still afloat with a ton, like literally. Are they brothers? One ton of Are pounds. They cousins. They're probably fucking dude. Well, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Did that? <laughs> no, I, I like how that brought a halt to us. I didn't. Well, I didn't know. I didn't expect. I mean, they're so hillbilly. They're probably incestual, right? Well, I mean, yeah. Okay, here we go. Oh, you got it. Okay, first of all, this does not answer that. It says, what is the study of bear called? And it says a group of bears is called a sleuth. Um, but that's not the question we're asking. Anyways, uh, so they burned down millions of dollars worth of illegally grown marijuana. Yeah, which, which is, is crazy. I mean, it's just like stop the drug trade. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like all we have to do is say no to drugs and the world will be better. Yeah. Instantly no homeless. Instantly no rape. Instantly no death. Just get rid of the drugs, kids. Say Every, no to drugs. Everyone wear dare shirts and uh, att attend uh, dare, dare meetings. Dare to be cool. Yeah. Dare you know to be really cool. Okay. But honestly, all jokes aside, did dare work? For anybody, I don't know. I think we all ended up smoking weed at some point. It all it taught me what weed was. I didn't know what it was. It's not like we all said no and tripped and fell in the, onto a joint. Uh -huh. Oh no! <laughs> Actually, no. Like, that is what happened to me. Cool. Oh. Actually, that is yeah. Tripped, and fell, and hit a blunt. Never been the same. Never been the same. <laughs> and they uh, tripped and fell and hit a bong after that. Then it was just a hill. Well, <laughs> it was hippie hill. Oh, crazy! That this makes is, sense. Yeah, it's a level seven joke. Um, um, so then they go off, and now they're naked and wet and cold. Well, first of all, let's break down this weed farm. They these guys are very su successful with their weed industry, and Ethan Suplee already made the mistake of putting the flares, the trip wire flares, super close to the weed field. Those are just like fireworks from Disneyland. Yeah, they're not even flares; they're straight up like Fourth of July fireworks. The fact that they just went straight up and back down, right? Did not even angle them to go further away. Well, I mean, clearly Ethan Suplee is not the smartest character, and the other guy's kind of like smart, right? He's like he has some good logic. I to mean, him. if he was, he wouldn't have teamed up with Ethan. True, he was saying like Ethan was very close to bringing Which is his why cleaver. I think they're maybe related. Ah, big brother, little brother. I'd say brothers, yeah, siblings. Yeah, yeah. I do like that he wants to bring the cleaver, and he's like, it is cool, but, but it's, it's not ineffective. <laughs> like wow, um, impressive. When they run away, that's when they run into flower and butterfly. Because what is it? Do they they just happen to run into them or they They're still they're still on the on the lamb. Yeah. From the three men. They're just running away and they just run into this tree that have two women. Yeah, because remember they find the big tree and they're like, We'll climb up to the top and see where we're at. And yeah. Dak Shepard gets to the shop top oh, and, he's and like, with binoculars and saw two women in like <laughs> In fantasy style, just bathing yeah, each other. Yeah. There's a river probably nearby. And they're like, oh my God. And they go over there. And these are like Tarzan level monkey women. Yeah. They're super hippie. They, I constantly like how like Dax Shepard says, if you lean to the left, you could see their downstairs. You could totally see their downstairs. Their entire downstairs. And so like, <laughs> hey, can we come up? And they're like, if you're going to chop down our trees, you have to talk to our lawyers. So at least they have money for lawyers. Yeah, they're yeah. They're, they're being like financed somehow. Uh, the, it's funny, too, because they're always handing shit with their feet and stuff. And Dak Shepard really wants to get with these girls, but they are not. They want no part of him. No, they're not, all about Matthew Lillard and Seth Green. Just them two. That's it. 
they they can see through him. And I like how Seth Green just like falls in love pretty much instantly and is like, I'm really good. I'm a doctor. Usually I get uncomfortable when people touch me, but since I'm a doctor, I, I'm usually the one touching people. Yeah, I give great calf massages. Why don't you take down your pantyhose? <laughs> She's like, what do you, what pantyhose? It's like, oh, aren't you wearing pantyhose? <laughs> she lifts up like her dress and it's the hairiest set of legs. More power to you. Yeah. Hairier than that, dude. The way that they like put it. Because it's like red hair. Yeah. She says, I'm all natural. And he says, supernatural. <laughs> Sup- supernatural. Supernatural. They, uh, and then lo and behold, guess who finds him? The two guys. Tweedledum and Tweedledee. Yeah. And, uh, you know, how do you fight back a man who's loaded with an MG42, multiple ARs, they have handguns, they, they have, have machetes. two ATVs with all of this equipment. Knives, plenty of bullets. What's the one thing you can use to defend yourself against that? What do they have? How about bags of human shit? That's what it was. Because their rule, butterfly and uh, flowers rule, was like, if you bring it in, you bring it out, too. That's a generally a good camping rule. Hey, do you remember what their TP was made of? It was a pine cone. Just pine cones that they handed them with their feet. Not made of. The pine, their, their <laughs> Sorry, TP's not yeah, made right. of. You're right. Their TP just straight up is a pine cone. Toilet paper made of, te- uh, toilet paper made of pine cones. Is different than a pine cone. Actual pine cone. Yeah. yeah. Also... I don't think that would be that bad. It would have some nice good ridges to kind of scoop it all out. Yeah, no, that's just like a bunch of, yeah, a bunch of little areas to scoop. Yeah, you're right. Also, the harder you push, the less you have to wipe. So, um, I don't know. A lot of scratches is what I'm thinking. It's a fact. Mm, sure. um, I do like when Dax is like, I want to prove that I'm not a curse. And he like slides down the rope. And the yeah. first thing he does is like, oh, fuck my hands. He's like, yeah. He's <laughs> like, this is, his entire thing is. He blames everything on his dad and his family curse. Yes. When he's really just his own piece of shit. And right? even Matthew Lillard's like, look, we get it. Like, no one's trying to say your dad wasn't a piece of shit, but uh, it's probably not a curse. Yeah. Matthew Lillard is such a realistic, like, kind of level, level-headed guy. He's the middle guy. Yeah. He really is the middle guy where, like, Seth Green is the polar opposite of Tom, right? They're very by the book, like, very successful, can't get women. And Dax Shepard is the other guy. Probably a virgin, right? I like to think this is the... Uh, Origin story of Blink One Eighty Two. How so? Well, I don't um, know the band. The long. Why are Blink Blink One Eighty Two? Are they very much like these members? Yes. Sure, I'll take it. You you know more about Blink One Eighty Two than I do. Okay. Um, uh, we got to get you more up to snuff on nineties rock. Yeah, I've never really grew up on nineties rock. Yeah, so. we were driving to L.A. and I played Green Day, and you're like, "This song's called Dookie," and I'm like, "No, no, the album's called Dookie." Mm-hmm. I mean, that and you're I like, mean, "It's so silly." I'm like, "It's actually one of their better ones." I know a lot of like early two thousands hip hop and rap and R and B, and I know a lot of nineties like rap and R and B, and like I know soul and all that. But like, you need to get more white people in your life, bro. Yeah, I mean, we I came to get some more white people here. Didn't move to Benicia until the seventh grade, and so at that point, that's where I was like, okay. Well, there's plenty of Filipinos for you to never even look at a white man. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, it was crazy seeing this many white people con- like just. This movie has nobody of color except for that one Native American. That's it. That's why he's my favorite guy. He's the one. He's the only person I trust in this movie. He's the best person on set for me. Spoilers. Really? No. Native, I'm just gonna, <laughs> canoe Native American. It guy. has to go to him just so we don't get canceled. <laughs> You're um, right. Then after they make the escape from the from butterfly and um, flower, flower. I want to say tree, but they live in a tree. In a tree. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, then they get caught. That's when they get caught in the rainstorm. And this yes. is after they have their like big fight. One of the most, the most memorable scene. I think if you were to mention without a paddle to anyone, the thing that they probably think of is the naked cuddling scene with the three guys. Right? I think I think of uh, Anthony Starr. That's what you think of? That's the most. No, no, I'm just no, going to say, th- get out of town, bro. Get the fuck right, out well, of town. I'll pack my bags. Uh-huh. Uh, but no, you're right. That is. And I'm pretty sure that was in the trailer, too. Yes. Yes. And it's like, how could you not put that in the trailer? Like these three 
notable stars just like cuddling up on each other. As far as comedy goes, that's the climax of the film. Well, especially with what song they're playing when they're like, "Hey guys, I mean it's really cold. We gotta, we gotta cuddle. We gotta do this." And what it's song a, do they play? That R. Kelly's "Bump and Grind." And I'll see nothing wrong. And so like one of them has a fanny pack on still for whatever reason, and like he takes it off so sexually. Seth Green. Yes, takes it off, drops it on the floor. Well, and honestly, there's only one way to take off a fanny pack, and it is incredibly sexually. How? Oh, I think we saw it done in the movie. He, no, he drops it from like three feet up in the air. Uh, and they're all cuddling, and Matthew Lillard makes the dumb mistake of talking about... Not a mistake. He, with intent, talked about how hot Flower and Butterfly were. He's just like, and it's raining. And Butterfly and Flower talked about previously, when it rains, it's just it's like having a tantric orgasm. Uh, when the lightning, when there's thunder and lightning. Yes, yes. And so the order is is that Matthew Lillard is in the back. Big spoon. Big spoon. Um, Seth Green is medium spoon. He's the cream filling. Cream filling, sure. Oh, we're talking we're cream filling in between two spoons? I don't know how you eat spoons. Wait, what are you talking about? I don't oh. know, man. They're Oreos. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And then so <laughs> Dax Shepard is the other cookie. Yes. And so Dax Shepard's getting the worst end of this. I don't know. I honestly... Why? Yeah, okay, Where would you right. want to be in that? I'd, I'd want to be Matthew Lillard now that I'm thinking about it. But at first glance, I'd be like, oh, I want to be the Dak Shepard. So then my dick's not in anybody's butt. But then everybody's dick's in my butt. Hey, I'm fine with dicks and butts as long as I'm warm because I would love to be Seth Green because I'm going to be warm. I got I got heat from the back and heat in the front, baby. Dude, I don't even and care. And honestly, if you spin it, you could be like, yeah, I slept in the Scarface position. And people be like, oh, that's cool. But little do they know. You were the cream in an Oreo. Yeah, I'm fine. I would have been. I would have slept like a baby. You say that, but when we were in the hotel room last week, you didn't want to sleep with me. I didn't want to. Yeah, I mean, because there are two beds. It'd be silly. It'd be silly if I was just like, hey, "Can you? Is this seat taken? You scoot over a little bit. Is this seat taken? <laughs> I've been trying to read you about your car insurance. Yeah, I just like I've I've been what? I've been trying to read you about your car warranty. <laughs> You're fucking dumb, dude. Um, uh, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Then who comes to save the day like everybody should, as we said earlier? Burt, Burt. fucking Reynolds, dude. Reynolds, man. The good old bandit himself. Looking like homeless Jesus. Uh, he's even better. He's D.B. Cooper's friend. Dell. A.C. Cooper. A.C. Cooper coming through. Also, A.C. Cooper's the one who was driving the car for O.J. Mm, whoa, dude. Uh, I, it's all connected. A, his name was A.C. something. A.C. Collins. That was his name. Uh, Damn it. I wish it was A.C. Cooper. That would have been way better. I, for a second there, I thought it was. Um, but no, they end up getting saved. And that was a really weird... Like, Burt Reynolds was fucking with him at first, but yeah. also, like, not fucking with him. He's just like, you, you got a pretty mouth. What are you doing in my mountains, you deviants, right? Uh, he said actually just one of those things that you just said. What are you doing in the mountains, you yeah. deviants? Yeah. yeah, he didn't say anything about pretty mouths. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but after, like, convincing the men that he wasn't going to rape them, he does make that weird joke of, like, I've been alone for 30 years. And it's like, oh, so you are going to rape Because he gives them clothes and they're changing. He's just like, you better hurry up He just change. sits down and starts watching them. Yeah, I've been alone for 30 years. You don't know what's going to happen. Cleaning his gun. Yeah. And then Matthew Lillard's like, oh, fuck. Matthew <laughs> so, Lillard, I uh, just can't give him enough credit. So great. And they have like, uh, it seems like a large selection of clothes from whatever uh, Dell has. That one suitcase had clothes for three different sized men. Yes. One, like... Old school cowboy outfit. Which Seth Green looked incredible in. Yeah, it was just perfectly fit for a five foot three man. But then there was also the uh, Don Mind shirt. Oh, yeah, that guy, the the actor that says that. All, what's the fuck is that guy's name? Um, Keenan Thompson? It's either Keenan or Kel. Dude, is, is that's, 
Dino my Yes, I will say yes. And uh We we've already we're fucked up so many times <laughs> in this one episode alone already. Seth Green oh wait, wait. Thanks, my children play here. <laughs> Burt Reynolds <laughs> Burt Reynolds is randomly a big fan of that dynamite character and just says it. And then Seth Green tries to say it once and Burt Reynolds pissed. No, they go back and forth like once or twice and then like the fir- the fourth time Seth Green does it, he does it really big and he's like too much. It's too much, it's too much. It's a weird thing to bond with. Like that is such a random thing that the writers threw in. Somebody's a fan of, you know, 70s television. Yeah, of that guy. Um, um, and then uh, they end up... In on, a shootout. On the, uh, well, after they find the, the phone in the, the bear shit. Yes. I don't know why the bear I shit in the woods. Out. Yeah, again, they had like three standard jokes that they made a whole movie out of. There's a bear shit in the woods. There's a bear shit in the woods. You're up the creek without a paddle. You gotta run faster than the bear. Or not run faster than the bear. We just gotta run faster than you. Insecure Insecurity So We were on a roll I'm insecure I do think you would run faster than me But I would trip you I don't know I feel like you have longer legs man Yeah but I'm like I'm carrying more like bulk Carrying more bulk when I'm running I would run slower (laughs) Oh now it's a bulk competition Oh goodness great Would you think Do you think that D.B. Cooper's treasure is out there somewhere Uh, Maybe a few bucks But I mean Not enough for me to be enticed to actually go out Somewhere like that, especially if shit like that's going to happen. There was that one actual treasure that that millionaire hid in the woods. Uh, there was like a million dollars in gold and jewels, and like people died trying to find it, and finally somebody found it. So he just killed just a, a bunch couple of years ago. Well, he didn't. He wasn't like in a tree with a sniper. He didn't kill them. <laughs> I know, but like, but like that. Yes, they died because they were looking for his treasure. It's basically putting your money in hot lava, like jump in and trying to get it. The police were like begging him to stop it. He's like, I can't. I can't. Bring I'm him. addicted to just watching <laughs> yeah. these people die, man. <laughs> I just gotta see these fucking poor people die, man. They're so close. This is so funny. Yeah, it's Squid oh, Game. Man. Dude, that's that's you made it real. That's what it is. I'm sorry. Oh, because I brought up Squid Game, a very popular Korean drama from less than a year ago. You made it real, bro. You made it real. (laughs) Too soon, dude. Uh, Too soon. The movie does have a nice little wrap up like most comedies do where everybody gets kind of like everybody wins. Yes. Yes. Right. So uh, after they after they end up getting in their fight and shoot out with uh, Ethan Supley and bigger Ethan Supley. The sheriff comes and saves their Ethan lives. Ethan Supley Jr. and Ethan Supley, the what? oh, they're brothers. It's Ethan Supley and Ethan Supley's bigger brother. Yeah, that's all it is, man. Uh, who are working for the sheriff? Yes, uh, and they're gonna kill Matthew Lillard and all of them. But then Matthew Lillard pulls out a fucking grenade. Yeah, that looks like a paperweight. It looks fa- like it's it all looks, one piece. I'll just put it on my shelf, type of thing. That's that all. should be on Burt Reynolds' mantle. That grenade. Yeah. Yeah, I could imagine that. But no, that's a real grenade. It blows up a tree and kills a law official and two drug dealers. Oh, yes, it No, no they survived. That's right. They conveniently, so it blows up the base of a tree which falls on them. And conveniently, it's like the top of the tree that falls on them. So it's really just a bunch of twigs that hit them. And I was going to say, when watching it, the part that the tree lands on, I was like, oh, that doesn't look like the part that would necessarily kill them. No. But- it does. You just hear them groaning. And we know that because we see in subtitles groaning. groaning. Yeah. Grunting. Grunting, groaning, moaning. They're doing something down there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ah, the downstairs. Oh. Uh, so they end up getting arrested. And then these three people are lauded as heroes in this small town. Yeah. And uh, guess who comes in? Uh, guess who comes waltzing in? Fake Burt Reynolds. <laughs> it, real Bur- Burt Reynolds in clothes that he thinks are of fashion at the time. Or, or are those just the clothes that he has? I think that's all he has, man. Uh, then he hands um, DB's parachute, 
so they have a little memento. And he's just like, there's a little something in there for you fellas, which is crazy. He just met these three strangers. He's just like, have my half of the treasure. It's $100,000. Yeah. And so Matthew Lillard's like, I, I just, I, I can't take it. Like, it's good. I'm fine, man. And then so Dax Shepard's just like, you want to split a 50-50 with him and Seth Green? And Seth Green's like, actually, I uh, lost a bet to you earlier about you catching your salmon, so here's your $100,000. And, and Dax Shepard responds with, Guys. I believe uh, I believe I also get your left nut. Yeah, and takes out a switchblade. Takes out a switchblade, and I was joking around that's, with you. That's a very me thing to do. Yeah, I mean, like, sure, if you're like, if you say, like, I got your left nut and did not have a switchblade and just started, like, you know, I don't know, rustling and tussling. But if you take out a switchblade and we start rustling and tussling, I'm mad. I'm mad. You could, you could stab me, and then this movie turns into a horror movie. I'm good with knives. Everyone that says I'm good with knives has accidentally killed someone right before that's happened. You know? Like, yeah. It's fine. I'm good with guns. Boom. <laughs> Three dead in household. You know? <laughs> Shit like that. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you trust me with I don't. single-edged weapons. What if I had like a big sharp piece of glass? Play with it over there. Yeah, dude. That's fine, man. But don't be like, you want me a left nut with the part with the sharp piece of glass. Oh, you want to see me blow with this? Oh, oh, oh. oh, you thought I was gonna do it? Just kidding. I was gonna oh, do Christian, it. help! Are Just like- kidding. Best person on set award? Um, it's gonna. Is it a cop out to give it to Burt Reynolds? Because I kind of want to give it to Burt Reynolds. I think he was only on set for literally a day. Which is why I'm saying best person yeah. on set for that day. Mine's the Native American canoe dealer. Really? You know my no. joke. <laughs> I Thank you for breaking glass for my children. <laughs> Thank you play. For breaking glass for my children. Play. Best no, it's, line. It's Matthew Lillard. It's Matthew Lillard. Special shout out to Dax Shepard. Yeah. Um, special shout out to Native American canoe guy. That one. That that I would like a tattoo of him. <laughs> tattoo. That's your special shout out. He's like, yo, man, don't know your name as an actor, but I love your line. I'm calling you canoe dealer. He's like, my name's Fred in the movie. Yeah, it's Fred. Don't be racist. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I give it five mm's out of five mm's out of five. For me, is we're gonna keep uh, make that no, thing. No, honestly, no, but because it doesn't actually get five out of five. But this movie gets a good three out of five. Three, I'm gonna give three. It's funny. It's not perfect. It's a good ride. Three, yeah, but it, three. But solid. it's not. Yeah, it's not Shakespeare. It's fun. Don't go out of your way to watch it. But while it's streaming here on Netflix, do it while you vacuum. Yeah, watch it while you vacuum. You're cooking. You need something on in the background. Yeah. Everybody's seen it once. You don't have to do it twice. Exactly. You don't have to pay attention to it fully, but having it on in the background so you could hear the funny lines. And that's about it, right? That's all I got. That's all I got, baddies. Thank you so much. You know what to do. Sit down in your thinking chair and think, think, think. Are you referencing uh, Blue Clues? Exactly what I was referencing. I love you, buddy. Uh, You can follow us here at the podcast here in our lair. We're starting to call it the lair now. The lair. Uh, We're cooking up things in the lair. Meats and potatoes. You can follow us at ICBTB Podcast. Yep. Uh, Follow Christian at... Christian has asthma. Follow Alejandro at call underscore me Jesus. Uh, and then follow the Red Cross. I believe their Instagram handle is at Red Cross. At Red Cross um, 1669. Um, and nice. it would be would be really funny. Um, get your merch at icbtb.com. And nowhere else. Because if it is somewhere, let us know. Because yeah. we need to thank those people. We need to. Yeah. <laughs> we, thank you for just, just plugging us all the time. Um, 
you guys uh, rate and review us, like I said earlier in the episode, and keep doing you. We deeply appreciate you, and keep keep messaging us. Like uh, we're getting a lot of interaction from you listeners, getting some movie suggestions and all of that stuff. Thank you for liking our reels and our posts. We're getting that's a lot real. of love, and that's it's, that's some real love, baby. And that's all I got, man. You got anything else? You know what? Go out of your way to kiss a dog today. Kiss a dog today. Watch this movie on Netflix while it's still streaming. Um, wouldn't say pay for it, but while it's free. If it's it in out. like the $2 bin at Walmart. Do it. Yeah, buy me a copy too. Yeah, and mail it to us at icbtb.com. <laughs> all right, bye. I don't think you know how mail works. Nope. Bye, y'all. Bye. Can't be that bad, dog.